always awesome to have you tuning in to the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. You are going to find this right here being in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, your man, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We got a bombshell of topics to go over on this evening. We'll start this off with Scott Cochran. One of the last remaining OGs on Nick Saban's head coaching staff headed out going to Georgia as those reports came in today. What does that mean? Scott Cochran to Georgia. What does it mean for Alabama moving forward? We'll touch into that. From there, we'll dive into the National Football League scouting combine, the positional groups at quarterback, Tight end and wide receiver arrived at Lucas Oil Stadium on today. The guys known as Tua Tagovailoa, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs III, and Jalen Hurts, four former Alabama players weighed in. We'll touch on those measurements and where could they potentially get drafted at and to. And then we'll look at some spring projections in terms of you know Alabama and spring football. We'll talk about the secondary and how I can see the secondary unfold for the Crimson Tide. But first and foremost here, we get into our first topic, the bombshell of news, that being Scott Cochran, Alabama's longtime tenured assistant under Nick Saban, strength and conditioning coach, director of strength and conditioning, has been with the program since 2007, marked that 13 years. But on today, it was reported by a number, a massive amount of sites that Scott Cochran is in mutual agreement with with our head coach Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs to go to Georgia as an on-field coach doing special teams and uh, right now the immediate reaction for a lot of you of the Crimson Tide faithful is oh no the sky is falling what the heck is going on Nick Saban what's happening we can't lose Scott Cochran why are we losing Scott Cochran he's the energy he's the voice he's the juice he's the sound he's Mr. Yeah 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 what is going on why is Alabama losing this integral part of the program you have a lot of players former and current players who have come out to state their piece on this sucks this is not right gonna miss scott cochran wish him the best but this doesn't feel right but it has taken place scott cochran uh, there was a team meeting on today in which i was told that coach cochran was not even allowed in the team meeting to tell uh, the players goodbye so Cochran is about to make this transition to the University of Georgia. And for the longest of time, he has wanted to be an on-field coach. Uh, Kirby Smart and Coach Cochran are lifelong friends. They're close friends. Their families are friends with each other. Uh, For quite a while now, Kirby Smart has wanted to get Scott Cochran and bring him over to Georgia ever since uh, Coach Smart landed the head coaching job with the Bulldogs in 2016. But Nick Saban has been always able to kind of keep Scott Cochran by his side until this present moment. And Coach Cochran, a big part of the five national championships for Alabama, the six Southeastern Conference titles, the bevy of top-ranked recruiting classes, but not just that. Cochran played a huge primary role in transforming the bodies of these young men. You know, they come in as boys, but they get on the weight program, they get on the food regiment, and they leave out as fully loaded assault rifles, full-grown men ready to terrorized the National Football League upon getting drafted. I remember one of the more iconic interviews that uh, Scott Cochran had, I think it was uh, 60 Minutes on CBS, where they had the cameras inside the athletic complex, and they were talking with Scott Cochran, and Coach Cochran basically goes, I don't know what my job is here. I mean, these boys coming in as full-blooded Bentleys. I mean, they come in as Mercedes. I, I just put spinners on them things. That's all I do. And it was one of the most iconic interviews, the most iconic uh, talking points that we've ever seen Scott Cochran been on in. He's energetic. He's the large voice. He can be blunt at times. He's the energy 
of course, during the football season, you guys as fans, as I myself, in terms of the media, we grew so accustomed to, you know, seeing him, you know, on the sidelines, jumping up and down, holding up the four fingers when it's the fourth quarter or when it's fourth down. He has the fourth quarter program. But on top of that, you know, seeing his face, you know, pop up on the screen going, it's third down. I want to make this. I want to hear this be the loudest stadium in the country. Oh, it's fourth quarter. It's Bama time. It's winning time. Get on your feet. Like, we became used to that. We got used to that. We enjoyed that. You know, that was part of the program. That became a fixture. That became a staple. So right now there is a certain um, numbness going around with, of course, you the Crimson Tide fans. There's a certain feeling of why is this happening? Uh, if Coach Scott, if Coach Cochran really wanted an on-field role, you know, why could Nick Saban, Coach Saban, provide him with that? If, if, if there's an issue or a situation to where Alabama could have paid more money. Uh, to Coach Cochran, where he where, where he was as a strength and conditioning coach, he was one of the highest paid guys, not the highest paid guy. But with this news coming out, just so much on uh, the uh, the spectrum here in terms of what the players think, current and former, and what you the fans think. Well, right now, the first question is, you know, what does this mean uh, for Alabama in terms of losing Scott Cochran? Well. You lose somebody that's one of the OGs. He's one of the last remaining, you know, coaches that was a prominent figure at Alabama. At one point in time, you had Scott Cochran, Burton Burns, Bobby Williams. You know, you had all of them. You had three to four, you know, OGs, kind of guys behind the scenes or even those that had an on-field coaching role. They were on the scene, and they were with Nick Saban. They were right by, by his side, so to speak. So... You know, with Burton Burns gone and Bobby Williams gone and, you know, of course, Bo Davis had left. And now with, you know, Scott Cochran making his way out, there's another one of those prominent faces that these players are used to seeing because people don't see Nick Saban. Players don't see Nick Saban every day. They don't see Coach Saban every day. They don't even see their respective position coach every day. Scott Cochran was there every day. He was there opening up the weight room with, with the keys. He would talk to players if they needed somebody to talk to about football stuff, about just how to be a man, how to, you know, develop in my life. If I'm having girlfriend problems, I talked to Scott Cochran. If I was having, you know, problems in my schoolwork, players would talk to Scott Cochran. If I had problems, you know, in my personal family life, I would go talk to Scott Cochran. You know, it, anything these players had going on that was very important in their life to where they felt like I can't speak with Coach Saban or I can't speak with my position coach or I can't even speak to one of you know, my brothers on the team. They would pull up a chair and they would talk to Scott Cochran because they knew that you know, he was always there. They knew that they could always trust him, depend on him, rely on him to give a listening ear and tune into you know, whatever, whatever the conversation may be. So you know, that right there is a, you know, a big portion of it, a big part of it, of you know, what that means in terms of him leaving. You know, he was such a, a big face you know, around the program. So that's number one. Uh, another reason as to what this means for the program is who do you get to replace that? Who do you get to fill in you know, for Scott Cochran because of what he did, not just in terms of, of the work of the weight room program or the fourth quarter program or on the field, but also in the community. Him and his wife, Miss Sissy Cochran, they had the 5K program and they had the 10K program and they did so much around the area of Tuscaloosa and surrounding areas. So who do you go out there and get? Who do you hire? Whether it's within the program or whether it's outside the program that can give you that type, or, or not even that type, but close to what Coach Cochran gave you in terms of making sure these young men are not only in the tip-top physical condition, both both upper body and lower body, but making sure these young men have that mindset to when you're on the football field, 
You are a mean, lean, killing machine. You are out there ripping guys off. You are out there knocking guys down. You are out there imposing your physical will and, and having that mentality of, if I can get through Coach so-and-so's weight program, right? If I can get through Coach so-and-so's fourth quarter training, if I can get through what Coach so-and-so is putting me through on a regular basis, whether I'm at this weight station, I'm doing this power clean, I'm running suicides, I'm doing 110s, I'm doing all of these things I'm supposed to do that's making me physically sick to my stomach, regardless of the weight class that you're in, if I can get through what this coach is putting me through then going on the field and being dominant and being exceptional, that's going to be second nature for me. I mean, you, you have a lot of these former players that talk about, man, the NFL, psh, that ain't nothing, man. That's booty cheeks compared to what we did at Bama. You know, Practices in the NFL, NFL practices they ain't nothing. Like in Bama, did you see the heck Scott Cochran put us through? Man, I wanted to quit day one. All this stuff he had us doing with the weights and with the 110s and with, you know, the power cleaning and with the squatting and all that stuff. Coach C put us through. We, we running up and down stadium steps, carrying jugs of water and whatnot. All that stuff Cochran put us through. I mean, NFL ain't nothing compared to that. NFL is cake to us. So uh, having that mindset of you can battle through any and everything, being able to hire somebody from within or bringing somebody from the outside part of the program that can emulate that or can replicate that or duplicate that to some extent of the imagination, that's got to be, you know, what next? Where do you go to from here? And then I guess my third part point when you look at uh, Scott Cochran and, and this news that, that comes out is what, how will Alabama be able to continue, I guess, just the motive? How would Alabama be able to continue just the motivation of it all? Because the motivation that Scott Cochran gave, you know, to these players, I, I remember going back to one of the videos he put up on Twitter about how, where we have been, that's not where it's at anymore. It's where we're going. What we're trying to do moving forward, what we're trying to do in the future, what we're trying to do in the present in terms of this upcoming season. What we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to master, you know, that's the important thing. So where do you find the motivation from here? Uh, can you have somebody that can put forth the same regiment, the same training, the same idea, the same mindset, and then the first part, and most importantly, the first thing I mentioned, can you find that coach that, you know, has that connection, that, that affection with the players to where even when you can't get to Coach Saban or even when you can't get to a position coach or even when you feel like you're going through something that not even you can conversate or talk to with your own brothers on the team, there's that coach, much like a Scott Cochran, that will pull up a chair and be like, young man, let's have a rap session. What's on your mind, man? Tell me. Talk to me, brother. Talk to me, son. What's, what's up? Is it the home? Is it girlfriend? Is it troubles? Um, on the field, tell me what's going on. I'm trying to help you. So right now for a lot of the Crimson Tide fan base, it's what's going on. Why is Scott Cochran uh, leaving out of the program? Why couldn't Alabama or head coach Nick Saban get him a, a better on-the-field opportunity if he wanted to be on the field? Just that bombshell of news which is going on at Alabama uh, strength and conditioning coach Scott Cochran headed to the Georgia Bulldogs to be an on-field coach in special teams. But we're going to take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial, folks. Just getting started. When we get back, we'll dive into your phone calls, thoughts, questions, and concerns right after this. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back here from the break on the hottest form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. Hottest show on the streets, in my own words, the podcast. With yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And it's time for you, the fan. It's time for you, the passionate Alabama consumer. This is your time. 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard. If you want to talk, cry, laugh, if you want to just vent on what a snake Kirby Smart is, you can do that right now. 205-448-1358, the number again, 205 448 1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. You can tweet the show at In My Own Words TDA. Once again, that's at In My Own Words TDA. You can tweet the show. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith on Twitter. Once again, that's at Coaching M. Smith. But 205 205- 448-1358, the number to call in right now to let your voice be heard on the conversation that is uh, Scott Cochran. We got our first call in the queue. You are live with your man, Stephen Smith, on a Monday. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, brother? Roll Tide, brother. Roll Tide, what's going on with you? Yeah, man, this is Steve Fry, man. How we doing? Okay. Golly, man, man, that's gonna, man, that's a hard pill to swallow that stuff, on. My buddy gone. That's a hard one to swallow, there. It's a hard, it's it's a hard pill to swallow, especially when you look at, you know, Coach Cochran was one of the OGs. You know, 13 years at the program, strength and conditioning, players love him. So this one, this one's pretty painful. Yeah, man, but we, man, you know, we always. Find a way to, to, to whip around, man. We, you know, we good at bridge and bridge and stuff, so we don't find a way, man. You know, man, you know, it just comes with the game, brother. It comes with the game. Uh, it comes with the game. Do, do, do you think, so I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think Kirby Smart is really trying to say, I'm going to get Nick Saban this time by pulling this move? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking, I was just thinking that before I called in, Chef They. They really got it out for us, man. They really got it out for us, bro. Yeah, he, yeah, he gonna try to come for us this year. Well, the one thing Kirby's got to do, man, is he's got to be able to develop his players. One thing Nick Saban does, Nick developed the players at Bama. Kirby at times can't develop. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly, but exactly, he, he's trying to come for us, man, but. You know, Nick Saban, I ain't, Nick Saban is the best, man. You know, he don't, he don't even try to be Nick Saban's the best, man. I, that's all I can say, Stephon. He's just the best, man. I, I put a lot of faith in, 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 in Nick Saban, man. Nick Saban, man. He's the great. He's the great, Stephon. I got, I got, I got to ask you one, I got to ask you one question here. Who are you well, well, you know I wanna, I I, I have to see what Jaden Waller gonna do, and and I definitely have to see um what DeAndre Smith. I already know what he gonna do, DeAndre Smith. But I'm waiting to see um um I'm waiting to see that um that new um linebacker we got. I'm waiting to see one of them new linemen we got. Well, man, I'm waiting on to see all of them and see what they do, man. But, hey, appreciate the call, man. Keep listening to us. Okay, roll tight. Got our first caller in saying that, hey, Alabama's going to keep rolling. Bama's going to keep being Bama, even with the departure of Scott Cochran, though that one 
kind of hurts right there. As you're continuing to get your calls into the queue, that is 205-448-1358. The number again, 205-448-1358. We're talking Scott Cochran. What do you think about it? What does this mean to you? Does this hurt Alabama in your opinion? Do you feel indifferent about it? Now is the time, fans, to let your voice be heard. I'm talking to the best fans in the country, the smartest fans in the country. 205-448-1358. Let your voice be heard right now. In terms of my boy, pick up the phone, baby. Pick up the phone right now to let that voice be heard here. We're going to continue by going to these few questions here in the chat line right now. Billy Bob writes in, Stephen, tell me this is a nightmare and not reality. Billy Bob, unfortunately, this is not a nightmare. This is reality. Uh, there was a team meeting with Alabama players and coaches. Uh, Nick Saban spoke to the team to let them know that Scott Cochran is headed out to Georgia to be with Kirby Smart as the special teams coach. I was told by a very a reliable, close, dependable source that Scott Cochran was not even allowed to speak to the team, wasn't even allowed to give his final goodbye. So they did that Beyonce. They said, to the left, to the left, got all of his stuff and put him <laughs> to the left. So uh, this is not a drill, my man, Billy Bob. This is complete uh, reality, as painful as this is. Uh, going, going to Willie351, man, talk to me, Stephen. I'm talking to you right now, Willie351. And to me, as much as it's painful to see Scott Cochran walk, I almost have to feel as though a change was needed in terms of uh, you look at the last four to five years or so, and you're seeing these injuries that are – leg and foot and knee and ankle and just lower extremity injuries. And I remember in 2017 when these injuries started happening, everybody was like, well, it's just a coincidence. It's no big deal. This was a freak of nature, freak accident. It's not going to happen again, right? And then right after the 2017 season, they start happening frequently with, you know, guys getting hurt. And these are not just your fly-by-night guys. This is not Tiny Tim down the road getting hurt. Or this is not the water boy or the towel boy getting hurt. And no offense to walk-ons or marquee contributors. They're needed. But when you start seeing guys like Dylan Moses out for the year and Joshua McMillan out for the year and LeBron Ray out and DJ Dale out and Christian Miller out and Terrell Lewis out and Anthony Jennings hurt. I mean, these are prime-time names. These are leaders. When you start seeing guys like uh, Trey Sanders out, and although Trey Sanders is a young name, people felt like Trey Sanders, if he doesn't get hurt in the August camp, he was going to be big. So when you start seeing injuries to prominent names, then you know the Alabama fan base goes, okay, what's happening here? What's really going on? These injuries are uncalled for. And they're kind of traced, and they're traced back to strength and conditioning. And to me, at times, I feel like Scott Cochran was more so focused on the upper body things in terms of the lower body, lower leg, lower extremities. I even heard from, once again, a source, a number of those sources that I trust completely, credible guys that spoke to me about. You know, in terms of the NFL, Scott Cochran's training regiment to NFL guys is outdated, it's archaic, and it's borderline dangerous because he's gotten away from the two most important things, which are flexibility and injury prevention. So while, you know, you hurt to see Scott Cochran walk, you look at a guy like Nick Saban, he wants to be at the top of college football. And part of being at the top is you know, identifying what the weakness is, and if there is a weakness, remove yourself from that as quickly as you can. And uh, Alabama has found the problem of why it has its injuries, though the answer to that problem is not to the liking of you, the Tide fan. So that's just my take there on that situation. Continuing here with the chat line, <laughs> Continuing here with the chat line, Nick Saban Jr. says facts in terms of what I was mentioning there in terms of the, uh, the coaching regiment. 
Herb, uh, Harold Patton. Harold Patton writes in, Kirby has been a snake since day one when he left. Uh, I can agree with that. He took a picture of the recruiting board that Alabama had before as, as he was leaving, and he took some coaches with him in his departure out the door. So I can definitely agree with Kirby Smart being a snake there. But continuing to some of your comments, and on top of that, people, we do have the phone line, 205-448-1358 to call in. Travis Williams writes in, want to see how Coach Saban handles the situation. Well, he's got an opportunity, Travis, to either hire from within He's got some good coaches and strength and conditioning inside the program. He can either hire from within or he can go outside the program and find somebody that really vibes and gels well with him. There are quite a few strength and conditioning coaches out there making top dollar that wouldn't mind being at Alabama. But we're going to go to a break here. When we come back, we will continue the conversation on Scott Cochran right after this. If you want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. Big news equals time to let your voice be heard here, people. So 205-448-1358, the number to call in in the next call-in segment. 205-448-1358. Continuing the conversation on Scott Co- on Scott Cochran. And is Kirby Smart the threat now to Nick Saban? So you got a thought, you got an opinion. Now is your time to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. But back in live from the break here on the hottest show on the streets, best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith. And as we continue this conversation, is Kirby Smart a threat now? Is Kirby Smart a threat to Nick Saban? He's definitely becoming a thorn in Nick Saban's side, I'll say that. But is he a threat? Was this move to poach Scott Cochran away from Nick Saban, was this move to take away what some people call Nick Saban's secret sauce, Nick Saban's secret weapon, Nick Saban's secret je ne sais quoi, as you will? Is this the move that finally puts Kirby Smart ahead of Nick Saban. Is this move finally the move that has Kirby Smart given that Deontay Wilder gut-busting right-hand punch to the face of Nick Saban? Is this the move? I'll explain this right now. Kirby Smart has got to be able to defend backup quarterbacks before this becomes the move. I mean, just due to he's already been punked out by backup quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts beat him in an SEC championship game coming off the bench. Tua Tagovailoa, of course, we all remember second and 26 from the 2018 title game off the 2017 season. So a lot has to be done in the arena of Kirby Smart to be able to finally give that finally that final jabbing blow to Nick Saban, but one thing I'm going to tell you this, the matchup on September 19th, fans, if you have not marked that date on your calendars yet, you need to check your posts. September 19th, circle it, put a star by it, Google it, hashtag it, highlight it, I don't care what you got to do, put that date on the calendar, don't get married on this date, Uh, don't plan a vacation on this date. Don't do nothing on this date but watch Alabama-Georgia. This game, with this, with this stunt that Kirby Smart has pulled, with this move, September 19th, Alabama-Georgia, Bryant-Denny, and the upcoming season instantly now becomes the game of the year just due to all of the big pieces in this play when you talk Nick Saban 
and his coaching staff and the players versus now Kirby Smart, Scott Cochran, and the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, Kirby, to me, does he become a threat? First and foremost, he's got to develop his players, to be honest with you. I mean, we look at Kirby's been able to recruit. And bringing Scott Cochran in will help out more with that recruiting. But at some point, that recruiting has to turn into championships, right? Because Georgia fans are becoming very antsy in terms of Kirby. They're saying, Kirby, how long? Baby, how long now, baby? Baby, we waiting on this championship, honey bunch. When is it coming in, boo-boo? We've been waiting on this, Kirby. We haven't had a ring since 1980, Kirby. We're talking about Vince Dooley, Kirby. We're talking about our son, Herschel Walker, son. We haven't touched the title since 1980, Kirby. I mean, we got there in 2017. You did that, son. But you allowed two a tongue of our or whatever his name is, to come off the bench and beat us, Kirby. When is it, what's it going to take? What's it going to take, Kirby? I mean, we had, a 20, we had a, a number one class in 2018, Kirby, but all them boys done left us, including Justin Fields, who's becoming a beast at Ohio State. What's it going to take, Kirby, for us to win? Georgia fans right now, they're crying out in lust, in uh, demand in wanting to know Kirby this was a good move to bring in a to Scott Cochran but is this going to work Kirby is this going to bring us championships recruiting's one thing making the moves is another thing but Kirby we as the Georgia fan base we can't help but to stare over on the west side of the world and see all those trophies on Nick Saban's desk Kirby we can't help but to look over at the left side of the world and see all those rings on Nick Saban's desk. Kirby, we can't help but to look over at the left side of the world and see all the, and see all the rings on Nick Saban's hand in that darn athlete commercial. So, Kirby, what's it going to take? What is it going to take, Kirby, for us, the Georgia family, over here in Athens to win a national title and finally deliver the gut-busting jab we've been waiting for so long to give to one Nicholas Lou Saban Jr. I mean, to get Scott Cochran, it was a good move. It was a uh, strategic move on behalf of, of, of Kirby Smart. Now, he's not going to serve as their strength and conditioning coach. He's going to serve as their special teams coach. The question is, can Scott Cochran be an on-field coach? I'm not putting anything against him. I'm not putting anything outside of his realm of possibility because he's going to be able to recruit to high heaven. But the question is, can he coach special teams? For 13 years, he was with Alabama as a strength and conditioning coach. Now he spent time with the New Orleans Saints. With the New, uh, in, he, he spent time. Uh, I believe he was with the LSU Tigers when Nick Saban was there, if I'm not mistaken. I know he spent time in New Orleans doing some athletic venues. I know he was with, um, I want to say he was with the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to have to fact check that. But he was, he was doing some coaching things prior to coming to the University of Alabama and joining Nick Saban as the strength coach. But can Scott Cochran be an on-field coach? That's the question. Can he coach special teams? Can he put together a, a system? Can he put together a philosophy? Can he put together an on-field package? Can he put together a, a scheme, if you will, at Georgia to help the kickers, to help the punters, to help the kick return guys, the punt return guys, the, the punt coverage, the kickoff coverage? Can he put together a system? Can he put together a package that will help Georgia be efficient, effective on special teams? Because I have never seen, of course, you, the Alabama faithful in terms of, in terms of fans, you guys have never seen Scott Cochran be an on-field an on-field coach with a title by his name. Of course, we have seen him on the field jump up and down, yelling and screaming, holding the four fingers in the air, and popping in his daily vitamin on the sidelines coaching Alabama football. I mean, we've seen that. We've seen those things, but we have not seen him, you know, with the, with the clipboard, right? We haven't, seen, we haven't seen him with a clipboard in his hand going, all right, we're going to go fake punt right. 
uh, seven five offside kick left B hurdle. Uh, we're gonna sit here and we're gonna we're gonna kick the ball off the trajectory of the right leg. Make sure it's got that spin. Make sure it's got the spin motion. Make sure it's got the spin motion. Have it over the cross. Have it over the doggone crossbar. If we're kicking from the left hash or the right hash, can we take some of the divot off the grass and make sure it's kicked right? Okay, punter. We're gonna go end over end, punter. End over end. Okay, we want that thing split in the thirds now. I want that ball placed on the one. Foot line, so we can go down there and down that thing at the one. We have not seen Scott Cochran do that. <laughs> so until we, I guess, see Scott Cochran do that, we'll have a gist of can he do it? Does he have the ability to do it? But a chess move from Kirby Smart, a chess move. Going out there and trying to see can he end <clears throat> for Nick Saban run. Now, I understand for a lot of you people out there, you're wondering, is the dynasty over? Has Kirby Smart ended the Nick Saban dynasty with getting uh, Scott Cochran? I, 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 I'll put it to you like this. I, I'll say this. It's not overly hard to be a strength and conditioning coach. Now, there were some things that Scott Cochran did that was just special, that was unique, that was different. I understand that. But it's not overwhelmingly hard to be a strength coach. As long as you come in with an identity, a philosophy, a structure, and a plan, and you believe in that plan, and you trust that plan, and you study that plan, and you research that plan, but most importantly, when you become flexible, that's the big word, that's the sexy term for the day. When you become flexible, with that plan being, you're not afraid to change things. You're not afraid to alter things. You're not afraid to mix things up for the betterment of the team, the program, and the players. As long as you have a plan and you're able to be flexible with that plan, as long as you can win the interview with Nick Saban and explain your plan and state your case, excuse me, and Coach Saban is able to vibe with you, and then third and foremost, as long as you're able to have that relationship and fit with what Miss Amy Bragg does in terms of nutritionists, uh, Miss Amy does a phenomenal job. She is counting the calories of these players, counting the carbs, prepping the meals, making sure these players are eating healthy, eating right, eating clean, and converting that food into fuel and power on the field. So that's what she does. And then you have... Jeff Allen, who's at the top of the game in terms of the technology and performance and uh, making sure that these players are at tip-top shape, running and jumping and moving and speed, and he's in full fluidity in terms of the technology. So as long as you get somebody that's got a plan, that sticks to it, that vibes with Nick Saban, that understands what Coach Saban wants and is able to produce that and then have somebody that can fit Right in there with that plan that and continue with what Miss Amy Bragg and what Jeff Allen do, then that's all you want. That's all you want. Scott Cochran played a big role. Scott Cochran played a huge role. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to change. You got to be able to evolve. And I go back to this. Paul Bear Bryant evolved. When he saw the game was changing, when he saw different things going on, he didn't stick with just what he knew. He evolved. He changed. He mixed some things around. He altered some things. And that's what kept him on top. Nick Saban, in terms of defensive recruiting and in terms of offense, if Nick Saban did not want to evolve, do you think Lane Kiffin's in here? Heck no! Especially with how controversial he is. Do you think Steve Sarkeesian's in here? No! So Nick Saban, not afraid to change, not afraid to evolve, not afraid to grow, not afraid to learn. Once you become afraid or stubborn and not want to learn and not want to grow and not want to evolve, you become stagnant. So the biggest thing here for, for Kirby Smart is, yes, he brings in a Scott Cochran, but until Kirby understands how to develop and grow his own players and develop his own guys, even with the Scott Cochran, I don't think it's going to be that much of a help there to Kirby. But we're going to take another break here on the show. When we get back, it's your time again, folks. Your calls, comments, thoughts, and concerns on the other side of the break.
Touchdown Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide back in from the break folks it's your time again 205-448-1358 the number to call in 205-448-1358 on the conversation being scott cochran and is Kirby Smart now the, a threat to Alabama with pulling this move? But we actually have a call in the queue right now. You are live on In My Own Words, the podcast with Stephen M. Smith. What's on your mind? Hey, Stephen, it's L. Hey, I'm loving the show. Appreciate it, man. What's on your mind? Uh, you know, I don't think um, I don't think this is such a huge loss. I mean, it is a loss, but I think strict, strict conditioning coaches, you've got to find a really good strength conditioning coach, whether that's on staff or you go hire somebody. You know, I'm, I'm looking at I'm kind of laughing at what Kirby Smart is trying to do. You know, special teams is one-third. You know, you can offer defense and special teams. And you, now you have a person coaching that's never coached special teams before. Exactly. That's just what I mentioned. You don't know what Scott Cochran is going to do as an on-field coach because at Alabama he never served in that role. He never served in that, uh, in that capacity. So we don't know. Like, nobody knows. And uh, going back to also strength and conditioning, Freddie Roach is on staff, and even Freddie Roach has got experience with strength and conditioning. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's a good point. Um, so, so again, you know, I think I think we'll be okay on the strength and conditioning front. You know, over time, you know, with the injuries that we've been having, you mentioned the low extremity injuries. You know, it probably was time to make a to make a change. Um, so, so I actually think this is probably it's going to end up being a good thing. It may look painful right now, but I think it's actually going to end up being a good thing for the program. Appreciate the call, man. Keep listening to us. Thank you. We'll do. Believe, man, I, I, I honestly feel like it, it hurts. It does hurt because it feels like you are losing a family member and Scott Cochran being gone, and he meant a lot. I'm not saying he didn't mean a lot. I'm not saying he didn't mean – I'm not saying he didn't mean a lot because he did. I'm not minimizing or belittling anything that Scott Cochran did. I'm just saying in, in the sense of Nick Saban wants to go out as the greatest to ever do it. And to be the greatest to ever do it, if there is a weakness and you sense that weakness, you got to attack that because everybody else is trying to attack you. So you got to attack that weakness to get yourself stronger. And if that weakness is an area where you probably have to let somebody go that you love and you appreciate and you value, sometimes you got to let that go. I mean, it burns. It sucks. But sometimes you got to let that go. But uh, continuing here with some questions, thoughts here in the chat line. See here. Tammy writes in, does Georgia even have a quarterback? <laughs> Tammy, they got a graduate transfer named um, Jamie Newman from Wake Forest. He comes in from Wake Forest. And, um, you know, Georgia hopes that you know, he's the guy. Georgia had... Jacob Easton at one point in time. They thought Jacob Easton was the man. Then Easton gets hurt, and then Jake Fromm comes in. They go, Jacob Easton sucks. Give us Jake Fromm. And so Jake Fromm goes out there and has some success, and then Fromm starts struggling. Fromm sucks. Let's have Justin Fields now. And now they have number three, and they're hoping that Jamie Newman is an upgrade. But we continue with the call line. We got another call in the queue. You are live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's on your mind? Yes, sir. Just wondering, with Coach Saban saying that he did not have an on-the-field role for Scott Cochran, does that make him expendable? And if so, who does he go after now as the new strength and conditioning coach at the University of Alabama? 
Well, Alabama did not have an, uh, an on-field role for, uh, for Scott Cochran. The, uh, the special teams coach at Alabama is Jeff Banks. So right now with him uh, moving to Georgia to work with Kirby Smart, there's a couple of names here that Alabama could actually go after. If you look at just the, the strength coaches, you can look at do you want to poach a Chris Doyle from Iowa? There is Joey Batson out of Clemson, though I think you're not going to get Joey Batson out of Clemson. You've got a um, you got Jeremy you got Jerry Schmidt out of Texas A and M. So there's there's a couple of guys. You got Nick Savage out of Florida. Really like what Nick Savage has done. But there's also some guys actually inside the program right now. Uh, Tyler Owens, a young guy who was under Cochran the last few years. The players seem to really like Tyler. Uh, Owens, like I said, young guy, players love his energy, players love his style, his swagger. He tends to focus on more so of the lower body extremities, while Cochran did a lot of the upper body stuff. So, even on top of that, you know, Owens knows the whole fourth quarter program that, you know, Scott Cochran had. So, we look at a Tyler Owens, there's a Josh Chapman who's on staff doing strength and conditioning, even Freddie Roach has some experience in that area. So Saban could look from within the program definitely to pull a guy or to bump up a guy. The guy, the gentleman that you mentioned, Doyle, um, from Iowa, he is the highest paid strength and conditioning coach in the country. Um, obviously, he's gone to great lengths to produce with Iowa. Um, they're not known for bringing in very top-tier talent, mediocre in the Big Ten, and they always seem to fill a very good product. So obviously – I think that that might be a number one option per se. Has he worked with Saban in the past? I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check that. I'm not. I don't think Chris Doyle has, but definitely with you know Nick Saban being in the Big Ten at one point in time back in the mid to late '90s, probably they, their paths may have crossed. But I will definitely dive into some fact checking on that end. But if, if you could get a Chris Doyle, it would be huge. But knowing you know Coach Saban, he would definitely look from within the program first to see if, if, if anybody else could, could take that spot. But definitely appreciate the call, man, and keep listening to us. Well, we got another call in queue, continuing the conversation on is Kirby Smart the threat or and also continuing with, you know, Scott Cochran's latest news here. Uh, you're live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's on your mind tonight? Man, bro, let me tell you like this, man. Kirby ain't no threat. And ain't no anybody even tripping on no Scott Cochran. Also, let me tell you, like, I got a question for you, Steven. Do you think that uh that Scott Cochran was more interesting than being like a like a character? You know what I'm saying? Like every time, like I heard you earlier, you were talking about like how he be like the yeah 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 run down the sideline and everything like that. You seem like as soon, soon as he got some fame to him, I don't know if that like took a, like a distraction from him or anything like that. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Well, honestly, Alabama the last few years, and if people recognized it, the last few years, Alabama was actually starting to move away from Scott Cochran, where in the early years, you would hear the yeah, yeah, yeah inside the stadium. You would hear, you know, it's the fourth quarter, get on your feet. You would hear it's third down. You would hear Scott Cochran at every single game. The last three to four years, though, Alabama has gone more so to playing more Dixieland tonight or playing more of Mr. Brightside or just doing other things, sort of phasing out Scott Cochran. So there were little small hints of, you know, Cochran potentially being out the door, you know, early on. It's just now it's really, really hit the fan, you know, with this news. I wouldn't say the fame has got to him, possibly, but I wouldn't say that. I would just put it more so as, as the years have progressed, you have started to see Alabama kind of pull away from Scott Cochran in terms of the things that they had with him in terms of his presence inside the stadium and inside the program. Well, they should have pulled away from him about a year or two ago. He got all our four legs falling off and everything like that. I mean, we can have five ACL, everybody uh, ankle uh, messed up, knees, kneecap falling on me. How you gonna be the strength and conditioning coach? And you know what I'm saying? You can't even get folk uh, lower level, uh, lower leg strength down. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's the type of stuff that kind of had me upset. You got five folk out for the season. Two, he mess around and get hurt every year. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like that. That ain't that ain't with a with a strength and conditioning coach. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't have everybody on the team getting hurt. You feel me? So I mean, I like what he did for the program. 
You did, you know what I'm saying? But I'm cool with seeing some new love coming. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't know, I don't know what, what what was going on with with everything else. But you know, we need somebody else that we can have. We can have our best players. You know what I'm saying? Just going down with 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 uh with knee problems every single year. You know what I'm saying? Legs just falling off left and right. I agree with that, and it, it goes back to. When you want to be the best, you got to evolve. You got to change some things. You got to make improvements. And uh, Coach Cochran, as great as he was, got stuck in his mentality of, you know, what I'm doing, I've been doing it for a long time. It's been working with me, so why change? But the great ones learn, the great ones evolve, the great ones find a way to change. But we appreciate that call right there. We're good. I think. Roll tight. I got one last thing. Hold on. Go go ahead. Hey, what 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 day the game next is uh, the nineteenth? A day game is going to be well. The game against Georgia will be September nineteenth. Georgia. Yeah, September nineteenth. Hey, when we see Kirby, we ask Talk Talk, and we gonna we gonna put them hands on him on both arms, on everything. Let's go then. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call, man. Keep listening to us. We're going to take another break here on the show. When we get back, we will dive into the NFL Combine. Alabama players or former tie players got their measurements, their weigh-ins done today, and some very interesting numbers came from these measurements. We'll talk it up on the other side of the break after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide we're back in from the break on the hottest show on the streets best form of crimson tide football information on a monday you're locked and loaded on in my own words the podcast yours truly Stephen m smith and we jump into the nfl scouting combine or as i like to call it the the annual underwear olympics <laughs> the uh, the annual underwear Aerodynamic Olympics, known as the Scouting Combine, live from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. Today was the measurement weigh-in day for three positions, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. Four University of Alabama standouts weighed in today, Tuatonga Valoa, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and one Jalen Hurts. And there was some interesting findings in these weigh-ins. First and foremost, how about Tua, y'all? I mean, Tua, three months removed from a uh, dislocated right hip with a fracture in the posterior wall. People wondered, would he be able to walk? Would he be able to play again? And just the heart, the will, the determination, the faith of the Hawaiian native. And on top of that, the work done by the medical staff here at Alabama when you discuss uh, Jeff Allen, Dr. Lyle Kane, Dr. James Andrews, everybody within that organization, a phenomenal job. Tua walked into the weigh-in, hip looked good, hip looked perfect. It, it was as if God sprinkled some seasoning salt on Tua's hip because he walked straight through there, no limp, no hitch, no problem. Tua walked in perfectly fine. Tua... People were kind of nervous that Tua would come in under the five, under the six-foot mark, but he weighed in at six feet, uh, 217 pounds, solid height and weight there for Tua. But his hand size, big. 
His left hand, dominant hand, measured out at 10 inches. His right hand measured out at 9 feet and 7, at, at, nine, at 9 and 7 eighths of an inch. 9 and 7 eighths of an inch. His right hand, his left hand, 10 inches even. And this is huge because in the NFL, quarterback uh, teams love for their quarterbacks to have 10-inch hands. And the purpose for that is to be able to grip the football and have the torque, velocity, trajectory, motion, spin. You want to control the ball with no matter what terrain you're in, sunshine, rain, sleet, snow, hail, wind conditions, you want to be able to have that motion, that torque, that speed, that velocity. You want to control the momentum of the football. So in, able, in order to do that, most NFL teams love for their quarterbacks to have 10-inch hands to a measured out where that is concerned. His wingspan, it's 75 and two-eighths of an inch, really, really big there. His wingspan kind of resembles that of Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. So Tua measured out well in the way in, big job for him. That's a big check mark in his box as he continues to go through the medical procedures and the interviews. That was big for Tua. In terms of Henry Ruggs third, he didn't hit at six feet, but... 5'11", 188 pounds, good for him, but that's not his game. His hands shocked a lot of folks at the measurements. Henry Ruggs' hands, 10 and 1-8 inches, big, because while a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on his speed, Henry Ruggs is about to show people at the combine, I am more than speed. I am bigger than speed. I can catch the football. I can control the football. And I can run routes. When you look at Henry Ruggs, of his 98 career catches, 98, 24 resulted in touchdowns. That's almost one quarter. Almost one quarter of his catches resulted in him getting in the end zone. So that, that, that measurement of over 10-inch hands, Really huge for Henry Ruggs III. In terms of Jerry Judy, not too many people carry the same plain weight in college to the NFL combine. Jerry Judy, one of those rare few guys. His plain weight at Alabama was at six foot one, 192 pounds. He weighed in at the combine, six foot one, 193 pounds. So basically the same plain weight with a wingspan of 76 inches, uh, this dude is going to be an animal at the uh, 40 time and all the on-field drills. NFL Pro Hall of Fame wide receiver Chris Carter tweeted out, I believe about a week ago, tweeted out that Jerry Judy is going to put on uh, is going to put on a show, and I will be there in attendance to watch it. So. Judy with a big way in there. And even one Jalen Hurts who played his final year at Oklahoma but spent three years at the University of Alabama at quarterback. Hurts weighed in at six foot one, 222 pounds. A good, a good size for him, good height for him, good weight for him. His hands, nine and six, eight inches. So just about 10 inch hands for Jalen Hurts as well. And he is going to try to show that he is more than just a developmental project quarterback. He wants to show that he will be an asset to any team in any roster that drafts him in. So in terms of just the measurements for Tua, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs III, and Jalen Hurts, the four former Crimson Tide players, really strong measurements for those guys. But we're going to go to a final break here on the show. When we get back, we'll touch up the topic on where could these players be potentially drafted to and at and put a, and put a pretty bow on this thing right after this. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. 
Well, folks, as we're back in from the break, Nick Saban has released an official statement on the departure of Scott Cochran. An official statement from Nick Saban on the departure of Scott Cochran has been released. You can check that out right now at tdalabamamag.com. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, tdalabamamag.com. The story coming from our own Patrick Dowd, who just put out the official statement released by Nick Saban on the departure of one Scott Cochran. But as we continue the conversation right here on uh, the NFL scouting combine and the Alabama players in this combine, the four that went through measurements today, those four being Tuatonga Vangoa, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs III, and Jalen Hurts, where I could see these players potentially drafted. At. Now, first and foremost, Tua. It's crazy with Tua because everybody has jumped into the Tua sweepstakes. I mean, the Detroit Lions don't know if they're going to trade for number three pick or use it to draft Tua. Miami lands at number not Miami stands at number five. You got the LA Chargers, the Chargers at six that need a quarterback with Phillip Rivers gone. You've got the Panthers at seven that are willing to trade Cam Newton and a pick to possibly get Tua. So Tua could go anywhere within the top ten. But for me, I see him firmly planted at Miami. I think the Dolphins make this move. I know the Dolphins are crazy, but I don't think they're that stupid to pass up on Tua. I think the Miami Dolphins pull the trigger. They make this move. They get Tua. All I want from the Dolphins, please have Dan Marino in the green room when you draft. Make sure Dan is in the room. So um, I think the Miami Dolphins get Tua. In terms of Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, I see three teams in the Henry Ruggs sweepstakes. The Philadelphia Eagles at 21, the New Orleans Saints at 24, and the Green Bay Packers at 30. But if I had to put my draft hat on for just a moment, I see the Green Bay Packers at pick 30 taking Henry Ruggs. Why? What Aaron Rodgers wants, Aaron Rodgers gets. And Mike LaFleur, if he wants to continue having that good relationship with Rodgers, they need to get Henry Ruggs and have some uh, uh, protection for one Devontae Adams, put somebody with Adams to take some pressure off him. So I would see Henry Ruggs at pick 30 to the Green Bay Packers. In terms of Jerry Judy, while I would love to see Judy go pick eight to the Arizona Cardinals, having him with the likes of David Johnson and Kenyon Drake and Pharaoh Cooper and Christian Kirk, and who else better to, to learn how to be a pro in the game than learning from one Larry the Legend Fitzgerald. Would love to see Jerry Judy over there with the Arizona Cardinals at pick eight, but... My mind tells me, Steven, don't be stupid. He's going to go to the Denver Broncos at pick 15, and that's the pick I'm going with because John Elway believes he has finally hit on the quarterback, being Drew Locke, the product out of the University of Missouri. Uh, Denver already has talented young pieces in Philip Lindsay at running back, Noah Fant at tight end, and Cortland Sutton at wide receiver, who's just coming off a 1,000-yard year. So why not give Drew Locke another big-time playmaking weapon in Jerry Judy to where he can have multiple Pro Bowls, you know, multiple 1,000-yard campaigns, and with Drew Locke, hopefully – you know, the, the Broncos can finally make that push to maybe even get into the playoffs. So with Judy, I would have him pick 15 to the Denver Broncos. And then last but not least, Jalen Hurts. Jalen, while most people would have him as a project developmental quarterback somewhere between the fifth and the seventh round, if Jalen shows off in the combine, if he puts in a strong 40, a good bench press, Great on-field drills. Maybe give me a strong vertical, a 38, 39-inch vert. Please have the hops, Jalen. If Jalen Hurts can give me a strong combine, he may possibly sneak in between maybe the third round. I mean, I know folks are saying fifth to second round, but if Jalen can give me a good combine and show people that he is bigger than just a developmental quarterback, between the third or the fourth round, Possibly late second, he maybe can sneak in there. But the team that I can see getting Jalen with Taysom Hill kind of wanting out of New Orleans, the Saints could get the Saints could get Jalen Hurts. The Saints could get Jalen Hurts. The Carolina Panthers could possibly get Jalen Hurts. 
Um, could we see the Pittsburgh Steelers getting Jalen Hurts, the type of personality and character that he is? Could Mike Tomlin make that move? I can see Pittsburgh, but remains to be seen of where he could go to. But as always, folks, you want the best in Alabama football news, notes, and information. You want to be the smart fan. You want to be the envy of your friends. You want to be in the know. You can get all the information on Crimson Tide football by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. And you can get this app from your iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you have the Android phone. Our podcast options, quite simple. We got you on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, and iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good Lord sees fit, your man, I will be back on Wednesday. Continuing the conversation of Crimson Tide football. But as always, you know what time it is, people. I always leave you with these three things. Husbands, love them. Wives, let's go. Go! Wives, love them. Husbands, get to it, baby. And for those children, children, school night, get that homework done. Want them all A's, A's and B's, no D's and F's. Get your three hearty meals a day, three hearty laughs a day. Until next time, you've been rocking with the greatest Stephen M. Smith. This is, in my own words. 